This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What do you do when your girlfriend of 12 years has a crush on their coworker? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 26-year-old female, boyfriend, 34-year-old male, and his kids are starting to become too much for me. My boyfriend, 34-year-old male, and I, 26-year-old female, have been together for two years and lived together for one year. He shares custody of his 8-year-old daughter, 50-50, and he has another 13-year-old daughter, different moms, who we see every other weekend. When I came into the picture, I immediately needed to know what my role was expected to be with these kids, and my boyfriend said, I just want you to be their best friend. However, that is just impossible, as these kids are extremely needy and I find myself as a responsible woman should, and by default and requirement, having to do so much more. I cook, help with homework, comfort, correct, and more. I try my hardest to ignore the urge to do this, but I have motherly instincts and it just happens. The issue is is that this is becoming a little too overwhelming for me. I thought I could handle it, but I'm starting to resent his kids. They are very disrespectful at times. They've insulted my cooking to my face. They've said things that hurt my feelings, and they just don't really appreciate what me and my boyfriend do for them. I feel like I can't remember who I am and that my identity revolves around them now, and the worst part is that I'm having difficulty feeling love for them and for my boyfriend. I actually feel like I'm trapped with them like a prisoner. I know that's crazy, but it's just the best way I can put it. When we don't have them, it seems like we're just roommates. Things started to get pretty bad. Intimacy completely stopped. I stopped attending the girls' events, didn't want to leave the house, and found asylum at work. I was at a crossroads, and I decided I would end the relationship, but the next day I found out I was six weeks pregnant. The last time we were intimate, it took. I was completely devastated because I couldn't believe that I was now having a baby with someone I was about to break up with, but I quickly changed my tune and started to accept it and get happy and excited about it. Finally, I would have my own kid with him and wouldn't feel like such an outsider in this family. Two days later, I had a miscarriage. It's now been two weeks since the miscarriage and my feelings of being away from these kids are coming back. I'm starting to feel the feelings of wanting to be single again. I finally had a talk with my boyfriend about all of this last night, and his response was that the kids aren't going anywhere, I knew what I was signing up for, and that it is what it is. How do I change my situation without destroying what I've built around me? These girls deserve better, but I also deserve to be happy and I'm just not. I talked to my sister about all of this, and she disclosed to me that she's never felt like he was the right one for me, and I do understand what she means because he never really gave me butterflies. But I did make a huge commitment here and I feel like I have an obligation to everyone involved. Thank you in advance for reading my story. I'm sorry if it offends anyone or if anyone disagrees with my lifestyle. I'm not exactly a fan of the situation I'm in either. I mean, I think in this situation you're clearly not happy. It's not something that's going to really work long term for you. 
I think you need to do everybody a favor and be honest and rip the band-aid off. I think the longer you let this go on, the more you're going to feel trapped, the more miserable you're going to get, and honestly, the more commitment you're expressing that you've made to these people. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my boyfriend, 22-year-old male, was violent with me, 22-year-old female, randomly when we were sleeping. Is this a red flag? Last night, randomly as we were sleeping together, my boyfriend just grabbed my throat and screamed in my face, where is the freaking president? I was scared. He kept on holding my throat for a while and I was so scared I couldn't move and I just silently whimpered until he eventually let go and turned around like nothing happened. I just quickly collected my things and went back to my place during the night. He called me in the morning but I didn't pick up. I'm kind of scared of him now. My sister's been in a physically abusive relationship and I don't want to be in a similar situation. I know he did this in his sleep but does this indicate that he has a violent side to him that I haven't seen yet? He's usually sweet with me and has never actually even playfully hit me, but is this something suppressed that may come out eventually? What should I do about this? This is only the second time we've slept together, and we've been dating for four months. Well, I think it's pretty clear that first of all, they did this subconsciously. And as far as like sleepwalking type things go, what he did was pretty severe, but let's put it this way. If you bought in heavily to what you dreamt of or what you did in dreams as representative of who you are or what you're probably going to do when you're in full control of your faculties, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that you don't think is totally questionable. I don't think there's just a clear correlation that he's going to be physically abusive because this happened, but I would definitely want him to get that kind of thing checked out and figured out if it isn't already before having to worry again whether or not I'm the president or the assailant in the dream. Our next story is, my boyfriend says I have an odor, what do I do? My boyfriend, 26 year old male, said that I, 25 year old female, have a smell that turns him off. We've been together for almost 3 years and have been living together for a year. He says he noticed it when we moved in together, from my clothes to just me in general, regardless of showering. I asked him to describe the smell and he wasn't able to. The topic came up when we were discussing why he prefers adult entertainment over us getting intimate. I never felt so embarrassed in my life. He told me he doesn't want me to overthink it, but how can I not? I don't know how I can interact with him or other people without being in fear that I smell. I think the problem here is... It's okay to talk about and be honest about your partner smelling, but if you're going to have that talk and say, well, that's the reason why we're not being intimate, I would hope that they would be a little bit more specific about what it is, where it's coming from, you know, something that helps you actually address it rather than just worry. By far the most frustrating thing here is him saying that there's a problem, but then going, don't worry about it though, and hoping that the whole topic just goes away. This next story is, the girl that hated me, 17 year old female, at school just came out of the closet. My parents divorced and a couple days ago was my 17th birthday. There's a girl in my school that's been giving me some hard times since the start of high school. I have my own group of friends and so does she. It was only with me that she acted mean, gave an attitude to, and took a great disliking towards. I've just received a long message from her on Facebook hours ago and I haven't replied back yet because this was so unexpected. It took me by surprise. She apologized for everything and confessed to always being a lesbian, but it's a secret within her family. She explained that she never hated me, but instead has romantic feelings for me from the very start of our freshman year, but can't let anyone know or else some people in the school can discriminate her and her reputation can drop. 
I appreciate her apology, but I'm straight. I have no romantic feelings for her. What can I reply to her? I haven't answered her yet, but want to. I would try to take the high road here and hope that it doesn't blow up in your face and cause even more struggles with this person in the future. I think it would be good to say something like, you're flattered and you're actually happy to find out that all of this going on wasn't truly from a place of hatred or vile behavior, but just complicated feelings. And just reiterate that you're flattered, but you're straight, but that it means a lot to hear this and understand everything. Our next story is, a friend intrudes upon date nights with a wife. How can I respectfully ask him to stop? I have a friend, 60-year-old male, who has taken to drinking at my f- A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Favorite local bar pretty much every night. I've been frequenting this bar with my wife, 34-year-old male, 33-year-old female, for almost 10 years long before I've known my friend. There is a large age disparity, yes, I met this friend through a hobby group. We get on well despite the age difference, but I get the feeling that he's a bit lonely. My wife and I use it as an intimate space to talk through whatever is going on in our lives and any issues that may exist between us. It's become an important part of our relationship. It's also by a long shot our favorite bar in our not enormous city. Since I recommended this bar to our friend, he has become a daily attendee and part of the furniture, so to speak. Pretty much every time my wife and I drop by, he's there. And the moment he sees us, he pulls up a chair without asking permission and clings to us for the rest of the night, often dominating the conversation. If we don't come over to say hi, he sometimes reacts aggressively, asking us why we ignored him. We've sometimes told him that we're on a date, although as a married couple, I don't think it's the right term. Sometimes he'll respect that boundary, but then seems resentful and sulky and sends us bad vibes from across the bar. Frequently, he'll abide by the boundary for a while before he'll join us uninvited at our table. 
It's made going to our favorite bar really awkward and stressful. We never know when he'll show up and steal away our personal time. What's the best way to deal with this issue respectfully and without hurting my friend's feelings? I like him, but this behavior has become very bothersome. I think at some point you just have to be brutally honest and say, Hey, listen, we're coming here together for a date night. We're not coming here looking to bump into you and we're definitely not hoping that you pull up a seat uninvited. We're just trying to have a good time and connect. I try to spray a little perfume on it and say that you love hanging out with them, you love them as your friend, but that if you're there with your wife, it's their favorite bar and you'd prefer to just be left alone to have a good time. That if you had wanted their attention and to hang out with them at this bar, you would have invited them or mentioned it beforehand. Our next story is, could you tell me, 26 year old male, if this is a really creepy thing to do? Met this amazing girl, 27 year old female, traveling. We're from the same country, except I live in the capital, and she lives on the faraway islands on the other side of the country. She's visiting the capital this week. I was with her yesterday and we're meeting up again today. Yesterday at one of the Christmas market stands, she was really liking one of the items at the stand but couldn't justify its price. I, stupidly, said that I'd love to buy it for her, but she isn't the type to accept unsolicited gifts, which I kind of understand. I live by the phrase, you're not as nice as you think you are if you expect something in return. I genuinely wanted to buy this for her without expecting any sort of reciprocation, but I can totally understand why it would come across as some form of ulterior motive. She hasn't had the most pleasant ex-partners from what she tells me, so I get it. My idea? We're meeting up again to do some proper Christmas shopping for our families. I would like to go back to that stand before meeting up, buy the item she liked at that same stall, but keep it completely hidden in my coat for the whole day and make no mention of it. Since today's goodbye will be the final one for a while, she's going back home, I want to sneakily drop this into one of her shopping bags, hoping there's a large one that I can just drop it in for her to find when she's back home, and I'll say nothing about it. Now, what I would like to know, is this creepy as freak? I think the thing that makes it kind of weird is the fact that they already said no to this gift before, so for OP to go and buy it and drop it off without saying anything is kind of weird, and I think it almost puts like a weird pressure on them to accept something or acknowledge something in a way that they already express they don't want to. I don't know if that quite reaches creepy or not, but it's definitely kind of weird. Our next story is, husband, 31-year-old male, and I, 30-year-old female, are having minor family drama and need advice. Please. My husband, 31-year-old male, and I, 30-year-old female, are in a minor tiff with his parents and we don't really know how to proceed. Neither of us are very showy people. We don't have social media. My wedding ring is a silicone band. We drive economy cars. We have no shame or judgment if it's something you or others do, it's just not us, you know? We have a very close group of friends only, and we just sort of keep pretty private. I don't wear makeup, don't get my hair or nails done. Again, absolutely no shame for anyone that does. I'm just happier if I don't is all, just trying to paint a picture for y'all about us and how we are, because it's relevant. We typically have a good relationship with this family. They've been so wonderful to help us with our two-year-old occasionally, and things have been pretty good. We always come through for things they ask of us as well, although they are wealthy and retired, so they don't usually ask much. Every year they ask us to be in a family staged Christmas card. To be totally honest, it makes both of us a bit uncomfortable. I know we are the minority, but it feels to us a bit like being a show pony or something. Normally we oblige, given how I explained we are above, it's just a weird thing about us is the best way I can explain it. 
We're fine in general with pictures to remember experiences, but we have limits on the kind of pictures meant to show off to everyone. I don't know if this makes any sense. These aren't like beloved family pictures that hang in the house. They're taken to send out to the country club group of friends they keep, which is okay, it's just not us. Last year, things got a little weird because we were asked to come dressed nice-ish to take the picture. I was wearing a cute flannel sweater thing and my daughter I put on a flannel shirt to match, in Christmas colors. We were about the dress level of everyone, so it was in line with what we should wear, but my mother-in-law pulled my husband aside and asked him why we dressed our daughter like a boy, and it was going to make her weird someday, which was hurtful and frankly, if it becomes a pattern, there will be limits on the time they spend together with that sort of gender stereotyping bull. They didn't use the picture we took at all and picked a bunch of random pictures for the card. This year, when it was brought up to take the picture, his mother made a point to say that she was going to dress my daughter up herself. So, with all these facts together, this year he told them very politely, I think we're a little old to be on the family Christmas card. His father threw a huge fit and stormed around the house. His mother brought it up multiple times. This was weeks ago. Tonight, for the third time this year, we asked his mother to babysit because we were in a pinch. She very kindly said yes and we thanked her profusely. She very kindly folded laundry while she was here. We didn't ask her to, she took the initiative. Once we got home, gone for two and a half hours, she said that at my husband's birthday dinner coming up, she wants to take a Christmas card picture. My husband reiterated that we talked about this already and it's not something we were doing this year on our side. She threw a fit, called this a one-sided relationship and said it was completely bizarre before storming out of the house. We're kind of stuck here. We don't really want to participate in this stuff. We are adults with our own family now, and they've been rude about things like how I dress our daughter for these pictures in the past. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Should we just suck it up and take the dang pictures? At what point do you stop being obliged to be in your parents' Christmas cards? My family is horribly divorced and live on different sides of the country and don't see each other but once a year. So I have no playbook for my family's side on this. Any advice would be appreciated, thanks. So, although you could probably be a little bit more transparent and just be honest that you don't like how demanding and pushy and judgmental they are, I think it's fair enough for you to say you just don't want to be a part of the pictures, you don't like being a part of the pictures, and I think the bottom line is, is if this is a hill that they're going to die on and use it as something that fractures the relationship, you have to just accept that they're going to be like that and you probably can't change their mind. If they get irrationally upset and lash out because of it, what can you do? You don't want to feed that kind of behavior and reward them for it by taking the pictures. Our next story is, I, female 30, have checked my boyfriend's, male 32, phone and I feel bad about it, but also about what I found. Me and my boyfriend are in a long distance relationship, together for three years. I've been upset and sad multiple times, expressing my need for better communication. I hardly hear from him when we're apart, despite his screen time being at least 8 hours a day, and he's very active on Instagram, Snapchat, and Be Real. He's improved a bit after each discussion through the years. 
but lately I've been really insecure and I've been in need of reassurance which have led me to checking his phone. Four times in the last four months. Yes, I know it's bad, but here's what I found. One day, while he was on his way to me, he was corresponding with a girl on Snapchat, planning to see each other soon. He found it difficult because she's always working. She came up with some dates for him to pick between. Before this conversation, they've discussed going to the movies to watch a specific film, but I ended up inviting him to watch it with me first, apparently. This is a girl I can see he knows through Tinder. He kept it a secret for me that he was supposed to go on a week-long trip with his friends, and he made his friend lie to me about it. He hid that he had signed up for a six-month job-related trip abroad, but cancelled after four months of planning. He chats with over 20 different girls on Snapchat and Instagram, never mentioning them to me or introducing me to any of them. There's a girl he constantly exchanges memes with. She's 10 years younger than him. He knows how much I love memes, but he doesn't send me not near the amount that he sends to her. He randomly messages girls, wishing them a happy name day or asking them to add him on Be Real or asks them to send their Spotify playlists. I wonder why he seeks this kind of contact. He's messaged girls on Snapchat with names like Triple X Tinder, but I couldn't see their conversation. On Snapchat, there's a girl named Peach Emoji Triple X. He has daily contact with various girls, but there can be a 10 hour gap between his messages to me. One morning, I woke up early to find him writing a long message to a girl, but the day before, he was too busy to message me until 6pm. This upset me and I confronted him. He once mentioned being out with friends, talking to a group of girls, and inviting them to a party they were attending the following weekend. He didn't even ask if I wanted to join, nor when he mentioned inviting those random girls. When we were both looking at his phone and I say, hey, check out the meme I sent you. Instead of going directly to messages, he's searching for my profile instead and goes to messages that way. I want to come clean about what I've done and what I've seen, but how should I do it? Is he cheating on me? Is this even something that could and should be resolved? So many questions. I'm considering showing him this post. Even if they're not directly physically cheating, I think it's pretty clear that there's some stuff going on and he's chatting up women way too much. If I were in OP shoes, I would not be comfortable with this, and considering how frequent he does this, I hesitate to say addiction, but it clearly seems deeply ingrained in him as a person. I don't think this is something you're going to solve. I think if anything, if it seemed like there was going to be some work being done or they say they were going to change, they would just try to hide it even harder. They would go back to responding to you quickly for a while and then fall right back into it most likely. I mean, if this guy is disloyal enough that he's chatting up all these women that are clearly not just side entertainment for him, but I mean, peach emoji, triple X, Tinder triple X, at the very worst, he's most likely digitally cheating. Our next story is, I keep getting roped into manual labor projects by my girlfriend and her family and I hate it. My girlfriend, 27, and I, 28-year-old male, have been together for about a year. She is great. The problem is she and her entire family never chills. I don't feel like I fit in at all. For context, she's a hairstylist. In her off time, she has gardens and is constantly working on a project. She likes to find old furniture by the road in the rich neighborhood and completely redo it. She is really good at it and can make it very nice, but she's constantly doing something. Her entire family is like this. Her sister, 31, and brother-in-law have a whole butt farm. Apparently, the sister has some sort of fancy goat she breeds that goes for thousands a goat. She does goat shows and stuff. They have huge gardens, just massive. Tons of bird-type animals, chickens, turkeys, peafowl, etc. Her husband is a welder and makes good money, and their parents love him. 
The sister also constantly has projects going, does pottery, paints, makes baskets, etc. Constantly something. I've gotten roped into digging potatoes and other gardening ventures as well as building a whole fence. However, they do give us a lot of free food and are very generous, so I try not to complain. Her brother, same thing. Works construction, gets off, has gardens and tons of projects he's always doing. I found myself randomly clearing land a few times with him. Their dad is also the same way. Constantly has a project going. Works construction, just constantly doing something. The rest of their family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. also does this. There is constantly something going on and they all do blue collar type work. At any given time on weekends or in the evening, someone will call needing help with something and all of a sudden, I'm doing manual labor for a random family member. We can't even go by your parents' house without me getting roped into something. Just last weekend, we went to drop off something and next thing I knew, I was putting metal roofing on a lean to that I had no idea they were even planning to make. I didn't even have any hand tools until I met her. I didn't need them, I just called someone. I don't pretend to be one of those guys. I don't know how to do any of that and I don't want to. I work a desk job and when I get off, I want to play video games. That's about it. I didn't have this type of family. My dad never did any of this, he just called someone. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I need something done, they are there and have completely built me a shed for the lawnmower and a few other things within a couple of hours, better than I ever would have and cheaper. So I appreciate that, but I just don't fit in here. I really like my girlfriend and her family is nice enough. I don't think they really like me, but they're always nice. I'm just not sure if this is what I want. The stress of never knowing what's going to happen with these people and constantly being put in situations like this is kind of getting to me. My girlfriend doesn't get it. I've asked her to just go without me several times because I don't want to end up doing manual labor. We've argued and fought over it a lot because it just keeps happening and she goes along with it, even if we had plans. So then we have to cancel what we're doing to help them? I hate it. I'm not sure what to do. If I stay, I know this will be my life. These people have no chill. You know, if it was just their family expecting you to drop everything you're doing and help them at the drop of a hat, maybe I could understand you standing back, pulling back from that and maybe having a bit of a terse relationship with her family. But when it comes down to her being willing to drop everything and expecting you to be roped into it too, I think there's a really fundamental issue here that you're going to have to think long and hard about, which is, you know if you stick around, this is going to be expected of you, and will probably be your life. Can you cope with that? Can you be okay with that? Or do you want to start thinking about trying to test the waters with her to see if she'd be okay with you not always having to help them out? Or maybe moving on? This next story is my 39-year-old female, husband's 50-year-old male, business is taking over our home and property. When I met my husband, he had a thriving business and a business partner, and they rented retail and warehouse space. In 2019, the partner decided on a different career path, so husband was left operating the business alone. He managed quite well, and then COVID hit and his two remaining employees left. He didn't have the time to hire or train anyone new. Then, in 2021, a hurricane flooded out the entire building and it was unusable. He moved the entire operations to our two-car garage in our home, working solo. All the contents of the garage were emptied into our basement, so now both the garage and basements are unusable. Now, fast forward two years later, and his business supplies and inventory are also taking over our 1,400-square-foot home. There are boxes and bins and deliveries everywhere. 
He uses the kitchen sink to prep some of his items and now there's product and supplies stored in piles on our kitchen counters. He says getting another retail space is out of the question because he no longer has anyone to help him bring all the stuff there and set it up. Unless I'm volunteering to take a week off work, I work a very demanding corporate job that compensates well and help him out and it's very physical work. Anytime I bring it up, it causes fights. He says I'm not being supportive of him, that he has no choice, and instead of sitting around the house on my days off, I should be helping him or spending my time organizing the house so that he has a place to put stuff instead of complaining. He says he's tired of being attacked by me. I'm left with less than two square feet of space on the kitchen counter to prepare meals or cook. I have to maneuver around bins and boxes to get anywhere in the house. The crazy thing is is that he normally is more organized and neat than I am, but now it's his stuff everywhere. Local customers, random strangers, are given our home address to meet him and pick up their purchases. I'm too embarrassed to invite any of my family or friends over to our house. He happily invites his family and friends and says I care too much about what other people think. I love him as he is normally very kind and generous. He's the first person to show up if you need help. We have a lot in common and otherwise are very compatible, but I'm having a hard time with this situation and I don't think he's hearing me. How can I address this topic with him that would result in him actually looking for solutions instead of excuses? I mean, what does your financial situation look like? Is this business something that is keeping you guys afloat? Or is this something that is really kind of more of a side hobby that they don't want to give up on or quit that is kind of taking over both of your guys' lives to a hampering degree? I think if it's something that's unbearable and there's no way working around it reasonably, then OP needs to put their foot down and say that, listen, it's getting to the point where it's either us or this business slash hoarder house. I think it really all comes down to how important that business is to the survival of him and your marriage. Obviously, if you're banking on that to keep you surviving, you can't just ditch it and just shove it in the river. Our next story is, my girlfriend of 12 years has a crush on her coworker. I, 25-year-old male, have been dating my girlfriend Anna, 25-year-old female, since middle school. We're both each other's firsts, by the way. We recently graduated from university, both with good career paths, and have been living together for three years. Anna started working July of this year and had a fairly rough start. She became friends with this older guy called William, 35-year-old male, who's been working there for 10 years and they just kind of hit it off as co-workers. They started texting each other a bit outside of work around September because he was having marriage problems and wanted someone to talk to. I really didn't mind it at first and thought it was nice of Anna to be supportive, but today, while trying to update a game on Anna's computer so we could play together, Messenger opened up with the startup and I couldn't help myself to snoop a little. Apparently for the past few weeks, she's been flirting with him fairly explicitly. William even sent her a picture of his torso to show off his abs and Anna answering that she would jump on him the next time they saw each other at work. The vibe I got was it's just banter but with some inappropriate connotations. When she got home from work today, I confronted her about it. She admitted that she has a crush on her co-worker, but she never did anything physical. She never intended to and thought the flirting would just fizzle out after a bit. She told me that she's really sorry for what she did and that it was completely selfish of her to only think about herself during these events. I felt deeply hurt by all of this and packed my things. She tried really hard to stop me from leaving, but I just couldn't stay. I just can't believe she would disrespect the 12 years we've committed to each other for some flirting with a married man who has a wife and kid. 
It got really late and had nowhere to go, so I booked a room in the hotel near work. I couldn't bring myself to go back home to my parents because I know they'd never let me see her again if I told them what happened. A part of me really wants to give her a second chance and meet with her tomorrow, but I don't know if I'll be going back to a relationship that's already been soured. I don't know what I should do. Should I go back to my parents? Should I give Anna a second chance? Am I overreacting? Help. I think it all comes down to the fact that it's very clearly been going on for a while and she's kept it all under wraps. She hasn't said, hey, this guy's being a little overly flirty with me or even trying to just be transparent and try to keep your worries about it down saying, hey, I'm just a little friendly with this guy or this guy I know at work I have a slight crush on. I mean, I think I would feel like an anvil was dropped on me finding all this out. Personally, if I were in OP shoes, especially after spending 12 years with this person, I think I would be feeling a similar way of wanting things to work out, wanting to go back to them. But deep down inside, I don't know if I would truly be able to look past what she did and accept that it's not going to happen again. I think the question OP has is do you trust her going forward that she's going to be honorable and committed to you and you only, or is she just going to try to hide it even further? I mean, do you even truly believe with what she texted him about, I'm gonna jump on you next time I see you at work, that she didn't do anything physical with this guy? How about was there any nights where she said, hey, I'm going to be late, I'm working overtime, or something like that? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.